What is up, my dudes? Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Hello, my mic was muted. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right, so A-E dub, Dinah dub. Dinah dub. Dinah dub. Um, A-W Dynamite today. This was this was a very fun show, in my opinion. I had a good time, and I think that it's clear that they're trying to compete now. Yeah, they're trying to compete. They're trying to... Uh, I, I think this was a continuation of them trying to get these smaller names bigger. They're trying to uh, focus less on their on the established names, you know, like the Adam Coles, the CM Punks, the John Moxleys, because you saw, um, you you saw like uh, Jamie Hader got the win in that tag match, uh, a big focus or a, a little focus on Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. They're having a promo. Um, you have the veterans, Christian Cage and Matt Hardy, doing their own thing, um, before Jungle Boy gets involved for his, his spotlight. Ethan Page looks like he's getting the spotlight. Um, the, the co-main event, the acclaimed versus the ass boys, that was like another example of showcasing the, the, the younger talent. Um, and I feel like the acclaimed... Given enough time, um, we'll we'll probably go far in the tag division, especially with um, how things how the landscape's looking right now. Yeah. And Yuta took Jericho to his limit in that main event, so I feel like that was an intense match. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, but I feel like with Triple H in charge, Tony Khan kind of knows. That they're in a little bit of danger, because yeah. what can they do to differentiate themselves from WWE? Because they're gonna have another situation where WWE is the place to go. Um, and I I feel like AEW won't die per se, but I mean, given the way things are going. What I don't know, like AEW when Vince was in charge was like where indie talent would go to shine, where they would go for a chance. Now the WWE is is focusing less on their Brocks and their Romans, and you know maybe looking to bring back those indie talents. How does AEW yeah. compete? I mean, I think we're already starting to see it. I mean, at Level Up, well, I guess I'll save this for the news, but there's already some names that are coming over that are kind of cooler indie names that I don't think would have come over a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, on, on an AEW, where do you shine? You shine on Dynamite. That's it. You won't shine. Rampage is like the B show, you know. In, in WWE, yeah. you got Raw and SmackDown, um, and you want reps. 
You got reps on main event. You got NXT where you can fucking shine there. Um, there, there's so many different avenues for you to be showcased on WWE now for this indie talent that's very appealing. Um, meanwhile, AEW has one route to the top, and that's Dynamite. You're, you're not gonna get to Dynamite. You're not gonna get to pay-per-views until you get through the Dynamite. It's a very yeah. clear route, but it's got a lot of traffic. I mean, and there are some people that like have debuted for Dark and stuff like that where I'm like, I, I look at them and I'm like, I don't know what your game plan is because I really don't see you getting there. Yeah, It's just so oversaturated. It is. It really is. And hopefully Ring of Honor like clears some of that up. But especially with the women's division. Like if you're oh my if, God. if you're a woman on the indies, you look at a, you you look at your two your two options for big wrestling. Because Impact right now sorry, Impact is not a place to go if you want to be at the top. Um they got a lot to work on, but there's two companies to work for. It's either AEW, where if you're not Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa, you are not gonna shine. Um or WWE, where their women's division is hot right now. Yeah. I mean... Their women's division is... Nothing to shake a stick at, that's for fucking sure. And they're finally... They, they've moved away from everything being about the four horsewomen. And now you're seeing Liv Morgan, you're seeing Bianca Belair, you're seeing Shotzi more, Aaliyah more, you're seeing these smaller names come out of the woodwork more often and more chances seem possible for for the women's division. I mean, the women have main evented almost every raw um for like the past couple of months. I think I think in the past couple of weeks uh it's been men main eventing more probably because of SummerSlam, but it was like consistently um Becky, Bianca, Asuka for so long. Oh, I think you froze. Oh, oh. Came back. Okay, you're back. Yeah, I um I might have to change my Wi Fi because this has been happening kind of frequently. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alright. So, um, yeah, why don't, why don't you do that? I'll do the little nutshell while you swap networks. Um, so while Liz is doing that, let me run through a little nutshell of today's dynamite. Um, I'm gonna wait until you, until you disconnect. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting. It's not reconnecting me to the other Wi-Fi. Interesting, interesting, okay. I'm still going to do it anyway. Alright, so... Um, today's Dynamite opened up with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Very fun match to start the show. Um, we had the Undisputed Elite Reunion, featuring a returning Adam Cole, who said he's still not cleared to wrestle. Um, oh, there she goes. We had a tag team match, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Um, 
that was that was a blast. Uh, we had Powerhouse Hobbs fight a jobber. We had Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. That was a ton of fun. Um, I feel like I recognize the jobber, but I'm not sure Ren how or Jones. why. He's been on Dark a bunch. Um, we also had the acclaimed versus the ass boys in a dumpster match, first of its kind, very similar to a coffin match. Get the your opponent in, close the lid. And then finally, we are Yuta versus Chris Jericho, where if Yuta wins, he takes Jericho's spot next week against Moxley. A very fun show. Um and th- this is what happens when you let your smaller talent shine. Yeah. I feel like it's more uh it's more fun. It's like feels different cuz you're not just getting like the same rehashed talent over and over and over. Um It feels like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um yeah. So you want to talk about some news? Yeah, let's talk about some news. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Let's also change the sound before we talk about it. Quite a bit of news. Um, sorry, Kat. Quite a bit of interesting news, actually, too, which I do love on a day like today. Let me pull it up. If I can get there, that is. Um. Oh, Dragon Gate's Shun Skywalker is um going to be debuting for um GCW. Yeah, that looks super sick. Shun Skywalker is fucking awesome. He's got a great look and he's great in the ring. A lot of Dragon Gate talent is is fantastic in the ring. Yeah, I um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some. I guess WWE news because there's really nothing. No AW news. Well, there is, but I would rather save that for. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I guess we'll start with the news that I think is like not that important, um, which is that apparently Tennille Dashwood and Madcap Moss are dating, which is super exciting and super fun for everybody. Reporting on that. I mean, listen. If rest of talk is going to, then I will too. Um, and in addition to some tabloidy shit. Um, the artists formerly known as Peyton Royce and uh, Sean Spears are expecting their first child. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats to them. Yeah. Um, I guess it makes more sense now that they were like, yeah, we're done wrestling. Or like the Iconics said that because like maybe Peyton was like, well, I would like to have a family and Mm -hmm. Billy was like, well, I don't want to wrestle on my own. Yeah, and so I, I feel I guess like... I it kind of out now. I feel like Billy is... Or, sorry, Jesse is trying to switch more towards modeling. Um, so. 
But uh, oh, you got it, it. The the announcement with uh, Cassie and and Spears was made in uh, a uh, video Cassie took of um, she like set up her phone on her counter or something and had Sean open up a little little gift box, and inside was a was a pregnancy test I think, because or it was a pic maybe a picture of the uh, the ultrasound. She didn't show uh. the camera, but. Spears saw it gotcha. and really reacted. Gotcha. Um. Also, I guess Clash at the Castle is sold out. Oh, that's awesome. I, I guess I'm just looking at this thing at the end of Wrestle Talks one article, and it says if you're in the UK but didn't manage to get tickets to Clash at the Castle on September 3rd, Wrestle Talk is hosting a watch party at the Joiner on Warship in Shoreditch, London. So. Wow. It sounds like it's sold out. Um, I mean, when you've got, like, the potential of Drew taking that title from Roman, or even Theory cashing in on that match, um, and potentially Finn versus Edge, it's, there, there's a lot of reason for it to sell out. Maybe Walter versus Cena for the IC title. Um, probably Walter wants to fight John Cena. Um... What's some other UK talent that could? Oh, maybe maybe uh, Bobby Lashley versus Butch for the for the US title. Maybe. Oh there wait. They, they honestly, they should probably like call up somebody from NXT UK to uh, add to that card. Like uh, Walter versus fucking. Joe Coffey or Mark Coffey or one one of the Gallus boys for the IC title. Um, what, what's another? Uh, oh, Trent. Se call fucking Trent Seven. Get get his he's he's been massive on UK lately. Get him against Bobby Lashley for that US title. There you go. That would be sick as fuck. Braun Breaker, um, Breaker versus Tyler Bate. Yeah, there you go. Um, in addition to some WWE news, um, in addition to stuff like that, actually, um, apparently they are really heavily teasing, um, the street profits being donezo. Um, apparently, so last night in Raw, what I kind of saw but wasn't really totally sure about was that um, they were supposed to do rock paper scissors shoot to see who got to fight Seth Rollins, but instead of playing the game fairly, Montez just took off at a blistering sprint and uh, took on Seth himself. Yeah. So they cut a promo afterwards where I am obviously not going to listen to it out loud right now. Um, but Dawkins basically looks like very upset. Um, and it's looking like they're probably going to set up for Dawkins versus Seth um, next week. But it should be a beat the clock challenge. Whoever can lose fastest to, to Seth. Um, but I I heard a little little you know speculation. Uh, 
profits do split up. Tez goes on a tear in the singles division. But maybe Dawkins leads a faction. Hmm. Call up the Creed, Creed brothers. Get them in a faction with Dawkins. That'd actually be fucking hmm. sick. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Or even get him in, in an Alpha Academy. I think he'd be a good addition. Under, under Triple H. That'd be a good yeah, faction. Maybe. Maybe. American Alpha in NXT was was awesome. Um. Also, some news that might make you happy. I don't know if I don't know how I feel about it, but um, we might be getting Tommaso Ciampa's uh, old walkout back. You know, I, I I watched Raw. Well, I watched the Hulu version of Raw, and I heard his new walkout. And I was torn on whether I liked it or disliked it. It's not bad. It's it's not a bad song, but I I feel like there ha- hasn't been enough change in his character to make the song feel like it fits. You know, because it's way too close to uh, his NXT persona, um, like to his time in NXT. So that persona's kind of still in our minds as to who Champa is. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see the new song working. Um but if they're going back to the old song, that that means he's getting a push. He's getting a big push right yeah. to the moon. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked honestly. Um him winning last night was like alone for me was like kind of a confirmation in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, um, get like fucking Code Orange to do his walkout. <laughs> Triple H way, Code Orange for his walkout, Poppy for like Oscar's walkout or something. <laughs> God, I hope that we see Poppy nice and soon. Poppy guest commentator. <laughs> Poppy GM instead of Adam Pierce. <laughs> God, yeah, sure. You know what? Fine. um and then we also have seen a new face sort of um arrive at nxt um for nxt level up invictus cash made his um debut for the august 2nd taping yeah he's a name that's popped up in aw dark a bunch of times he was uh he's a big indie name seen at terminus which is a show we covered um yeah he he's a he's a very good wrestler um decently popular name um yeah hopefully um i i feel like names like him will definitely shine under triple h yeah i think so um it it's interesting because like basically what happened was invictus cash walked out and zion quinn then cut a promo and was like get lost and he did. Yeah, but Zion, so I, Zion Quinn's also been getting chumped out week week after week. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm just I'm excited. I like Invictus Cash. I think he's a cutie pie. Um. Also, last night's Raw's viewership. Holy shit! Um, over two million people tuned in. 
Um, that post SummerSlam hype. It's that post Triple H hype. Why not? Um, both? True. Um, apparently, they it drew a total of two point two three million viewers, um, which was up from last week's one point nine million. God, that is massive. Like, I know. Damn. And that was a good raw too, at least from what I saw, because. Unfortunately, Hulu doesn't post the whole fucking thing. They edited it down to like an hour. Um, but yeah, that that was great. That was. Um, and also, that was the raw episode where Becky Lynch was officially written off. Yeah, and also, what a spotlight for Champa that episode. Yeah. And that <laughs> Styles clash onto uh onto the Miz. That was amazing. That was that was great. Um. All right, some AEW news oh, oh. real quick. We've only got if if we're if we're done with WWE news, I've got I've got a piece of WWE news. Um, okay. Uh, so a a uh next in line signee for WWE, um AJ Ferrari, uh, yeah, um part of their you know sports program to get athletes into WWE. Uh, he was charged with a, with sexual battery. Um, and, uh, his bond is currently set at $25,000. Jesus um, Christ. So th- this, the accusation came out in July. Um, and I'm honestly surprised July seems like such a close time for something like this to have taken action. Um, just a month after. So, um, that's pretty much all there is on that. Um, That's wild, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, I believe he was, um, he left the college that he was at, uh, which was Oklahoma State University. Um, there, the university didn't give any, any reason for the departure, but I think we can assume why. Um, but that is, oh. yeah, that that's some news. Yep. So we won't be seeing his name pop up anytime soon. Oh yeah. And, um, we talked about that, uh, or the rumors of it a while or like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see that come to yeah. fruition. Yeah. Um, all right, so ironically, let's talk about some. Well, no, let me. That was out of order. Let's talk about some AEW news. Ironically, they are. There's rumors circulating that they are going to be doing a all female show soon. Oh yeah, what what was the thing they trademarked? They trademarked all elite women. I've heard I've heard chatter that that could be a women's brand, or a, a reality show, a la Total Divas. You know, you'd really hope that it's a brand. I mean, I'd honestly hope for both because Total Divas was fantastic. Total Divas was fantastic, and it 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 even though it was a reality show, it put a lot of spotlight on the women, um, that wouldn't have been put on otherwise, and. If they do this reality show, which shouldn't, you know, it 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 
shouldn't be that much of an investment because, you know, it's just get some cameras, get some producers, you know. It's not like a whole separate production, a whole separate brand. Yeah. Um, they, they can use that to find out, like, vet what they could do with the women's division and, like, the popularity there. See that there is a lot of need for more attention in the women's division. Um, and a whole separate brand, there's arguments of whether or not that's good or bad. Because sometimes it, you know, alienates the women's division. Yeah. Um, it, it's a double-edged sword. It could either, you know, do what stardom does and makes it fucking amazing. Or it alienates. Yeah. Yeah. There's really two options. And you would hope that, I mean, AW can't handle alienating the women more than yeah. they already have. So. Yeah, and hopefully with Madison Rain as part of the, as part of the crew now part of the producers or i think she's just a coach um but being part of that crew um would help with you know that booking and all that speaking of um there was a press release today from um aw that announced um a bunch of like hirings and uh role extensions, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, so right now it's looking like Sanjay Dutt is now the new vice president of production and creative coordination. QT Marshall is now the vice president of show and creative coordination. Pat Buck is now the vice president of talent development. And Tony Shivani is now the senior producer and special advisor to the talent. This in, is in addition to Madison Rain being brought on as a um, coach for the women's division, um, and she started tonight. Yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, Madison Rain is a huge name over an Impact, which arguably has the actually not even arguably does has the best has does have the best women's division um, on the planet. I don't count Stardom because there's no division there that is just the women um but impact as the best women's division in all of america um so hopefully she'll bring some some insight from over there to make uh, aw's women's division a lot better yeah um and then the final piece of news is just that um we got teaser trailer um, and an official announcement for aw's game and mark has opinions on this yeah i mean the mini games look fun it's very much like mario party shit like that it, it looks enjoyable um but the gameplay itself looks pretty clunky um i i'm only gonna be investing in it if it has like like a universe mode or gm mode or something like that it is cool that, it's for, that you can get it on the Switch, though. I'm really excited about that, because I don't have any other yeah. way of playing games. Um, you can get it on... I think it's on, like, every console, pretty much. Um, and I, I have another piece of news to add on to AEW. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Fightful Select reported um, that MJF has apparently gone radio silent since his pipe bomb promo on Dynamite. Wow. Um... 
Sean Rossap noted that that he's tried to to contact MJF and has gotten zero response. He hasn't heard anything. Um, AW talent and those close to MJF have not heard anything either. Um, since that one promo where he basically said to Tony Khan, "Fire me." Um, reports also note that uh, there was word last week that he was in New Jersey filming with cast members of Impractical Jokers, um, which is owned by the same parent company as AEW. Um, but Sean Rossap couldn't confirm that he'll actually be on the show. That'd be really weird, I feel like. That would that would be fucking weird. You go radio silent and then you just appear on some prank show. <laughs> well, that and also just like the idea of him, because like he's so hell-bent on keeping his like, He's kind of got Eddie Kingston syndrome where it's like he's like MJF all the time. So like I, I feel like it'd be weird watching him on like a TV show where like he's supposed to be a normal person. Yeah, like he's 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 like MJF and the whole time the rest of the the jokers are like, dude, you gotta calm down. You can't keep calling yeah. everyone a fucking mark. Yeah. <laughs> um some other notes from this. Apparently Tony Khan has also been silent regarding MJF. That could be that's understandable if it's for for kayfabe reasons. You know, if they're waiting to bring him back at some point. Mm-hmm. Um but apparently after the promo on June 1st, can't believe it's been June 1st. June 1st is when that promo happened over 2 months ago. Uh MJF remained in Los Angeles for several days conducting on-screen non-wrestling related meetings. So none of this really indicates anything happening soon with MJF. Um it's all just very weird that nobody's heard anything. It it is very weird cuz now in the age of social media everyone's kind of got you know, everyone hears from somebody. Yeah. I, and it's got to be hard to keep it hush-hush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully we hear more about MJF soon or we see him pop up because I, I definitely miss him. Um, however, AEW's got to be worried with, with Triple H now as if they... I would be. MJF would be huge on WWE under Triple H. I'd be quaking in my boots. Yeah. Like, like MJF has got to be using this as, as heavy-ass leverage to get higher pay. I, I could yeah. see Triple H scooping him up so fast, immediately putting him, putting him on Raw, maybe even SmackDown. Oh Oh my god. That would be that would be the I think the biggest. I think that'd be bigger than Cody, honestly. Yeah. I mean like under Triple H, yeah, that would be bigger than Cody. Um cuz I I don't know what what Actually, I think Triple H likes Cody. I'm not really sure. Well, no, I just mean that I feel like that would be bigger than Cody because like Cody left and while there wasn't a ton of warning about it, when he had been gone mm-hmm. for a while, 
I think MJF was like such an active part of AW until he decided that he wanted to like go on this kind of roller coaster. Yeah. Um, I think that it'd be wild if the last thing we saw from him was fire me, mm-hmm. fire me. And then he got fired. Yeah. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, I guess it's just a matter of time. And and it's that same conversation we, we started with of like, it's now so hard for AEW to compete now with WWE as the, the indie place. Um, and the decision between the two is starting to get tougher and tougher. So we'll see how that develops and all the rest of the stories. Um, you want to talk about today's Dynamite? Yes. So Dynamite starts uh, as WWE should more often with a match. And hopefully uh, they will now that Trips is in charge. Because NXT used to start with a match a lot uh, instead of just talking. Um, but we started with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Right, we do. Um, so Orange Cassidy um, goes for the hands in the pockets. Lethal won't allow it. We get a shoulder tackle to Lethal and then a side headlock that leads to several arm drags and some. Finally, Orange Cassidy gets his hands in his pockets. Um, he hits a tope suicida to Jay, kicks him ringside a little bit. Then Sanjay. Sanjay Duck comes out with Satnam Singh, and Satnam Singh is, you know, a big dude. And, um, then to compete with Satnam's incredible height, um, Trent comes out on the shoulders of Dustin, but wrapped in a trench coat. <laughs> like two kids sneaking into an R-rated movie. That was so good. They didn't even have it closed when they came out. They were... And that's the way commentary was selling this, too. They were like, what is that growth in Trent's stomach? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a head. <laughs> oh, God. Um... So then we get a diving cross by two lethal. He goes for the DDT, but lethal gets a dragon screw off, and this kind of ruins Orange Cassidy's night. Um, he stomps on Orange Cassidy's ankles on the steps, um, sticks the ankle into the stairs, and then drop kicks the stairs. Cassidy ends up getting a stun dog millionaire right into another attempt to DDT that turns into a backbreaker on Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy then sends Jay into the buckles before getting him with a hard elbow. Finally gets a diving DDT, then gets the swinging DDT. Then he wants the orange punch, but his like leg gives out underneath him. So he can't walk. Lethal then goes for a powerbomb, but Orange Cassidy turns that into the beach break. Um, the beach break. Yeah, that's right. Um, he then, Orange Cassidy goes for the orange punch. Uh, again, but gets shoved away by Lethal. Tries it a third time, fails. Lethal ends up kicking Orange Cassidy's leg and then hits him with the lethal injection to win the match. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that's some good stuff. And then Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh walk in. And uh, Sanjay says, Hey, Orange, it looks like you have jaundice. <laughs> Last week on Rampage, this guy Wardlow came out after the match. Jay, tell me your thoughts on Wardlow. Also, Sanjay Dutt. Sanjay is fucking amazing. He's so entertaining whenever he comes so out. Funny. And the way he's just so obsessed with calling Jay his best friend. It's it's I, it's great. I, what else? He also was like, I think he was talking to Satnam Singh. He's like, come here, buddy. And I was like, buddy. <laughs> yeah, when 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 Trent and uh, Chuck showed up with the trench coat. Satnam went over to like confront them and Satnam like pulled him away like no 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 <laughs> don't mess with him God. he's taller than you <laughs> um so Jay says he stuck his nose in our business because he wanted to protect his new friend Orange Cassidy you might want to come out here now because I'm gonna put the figure four on Orange and break his freaking leg the best friends walk out uh Orange Cassidy Oh no, Wardlow comes out. I don't know why I wrote Orange Cassidy. Wardlow <laughs> comes out. Um, Jay says, want to do this right now? Oh no, Sanjay says, you want to do this right now? My man just went 15 minutes. You think this is an opportune time? Let's do this. Let's do it like this. Battle of the belts. Go home. Train. Put that title up on the line at Battle of the Belts against my man. Um, And also their friendship just seems so real too. Like it seems genuine. It does. It's not like a, I'm going to call him my best friend until he turns on me kind of situation. Yeah. Like a, like a Riddle Randy situation. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, Wardlow gets in the ring. He says, Columbus, Ohio, welcome to Wardlow's world. If you ain't got the balls to do it tonight, I don't care when. The end is going to be Wardlow's going to whoop that ass. He's like I love Wardlow. He's a great talent, but he's just gotten so plain since he became face. But that's what happens when people become face. Not every time. I mean, he he needs to take lessons from Drew McIntyre. It always comes back to Drew because Drew is an incredible talent who's been one of the best baby faces of all time. Drew is an incredible baby face. Um uh, like Wardlow should just be in fucking wrecking people. Um like there should be no Wardlow's world. Like Wardlow's world should just be him beating your ass, not him saying welcome to Wardlow's world. There should be it, no it welcome gave, mat. It gave um you know, Columbus, Ohio, acknowledge me vibes for a hot second there. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But I yeah. really have expected him to say that. <laughs> Appreciate me reveals he's in JAS. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, his matches are all actually his last match wasn't good at all. Oh, no, no. The Orange Cassidy one was fantastic. The one against uh, Scorpio Sky sucked. That sucked. Um, I don't think I watched that. No, because we, we did it for the show. We did it for the Ooh. recap. 
it was where like um all of american oh, top yeah. team scorpio, came out. yeah scorpio got like kind of squashed yeah it was very yeah. short um so after that we had the undisputed elite reunion um adam cole gets on the mic and he he cuts a great promo he says who's ready for story time with adam cole baby my god does it feel good to be back more importantly it feels great to be back with my friends i do have some unfortunate news i am still not medically cleared but i have taken this time to think and process the success the undisputed elite has had and things we can work on you don't just celebrate your success you figure out what to fix it's things like chemistry things like talent and most importantly it's about loyalty as soon as he said loyalty i was like all right yeah that's it bucks are out yeah um he says fighting alongside your brothers no matter what my god we had that too I came to AEW because of the Young Bucks. That is loyalty. I have traveled up and down the globe with Red Dragon. Loyalty is power. Loyalty is success. Loyalty is everything. Which brings me to this trios tournament. Matt, Nick, there's nothing I would love more than for the Undisputed Elite to be the winners. But if I'm not medically cleared, and Kyle isn't clear, and you aren't choosing Bobby, you just can't do it. <laughs> It's like <laughs> I'm not. I can't wrestle. Kyle can't wrestle. Who the fuck would want to fight with Bobby? <laughs> they, he just assumed they didn't want to wrestle with Bobby. <laughs> so fucked up. So fucked up. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. Um. So yeah. Um. I'm sorry, I'm not using my words correctly. I mean, you won't be physically capable. And then uh, the Bucks attack Red... Or the Bucks are attacked by Red Dragon from behind. Um, Brandon gets in the ring and was like, What the fuck? What did you do? And then Bobby just nails Brandon with the um, clothesline. And then uh, Hangman comes out with a lead pipe in hand, chases out the Undisputed Elite, and helps Matt Jackson up. Also with beautiful embroidered jeans with butterflies all yeah, over them. Yeah, I want what those. A I want those so bad. Those look nice. They do. <laughs> we'll have to share them, I guess, because I want them too. Um, we need to know where he shops at. I feel like he shops at H and M. He seems like an H and M type. Yeah, maybe. Um. So a little bit of friendship between the bucks and and uh page especially after last week when there was almost a little something but not quite um now it looks solid that they're going to be friends again um then we get a promo from john moxley he says tonight the last survivor of the heart dungeon faces the first survivor of blackpool combat club the winner will get a shot for the title i don't care who wins and you look at me like i'm crazy when I say I don't care, it's not a stock answer, it's not a non-answer, I don't care. When the bell rings, I have no respect for anybody. Thank you, it's just Derry for the follow. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. When the bell rings, I have no respect for anybody. When I get into the ring, I'm trying to hurt my opponent. I will not stop until somebody goes to the hospital, even if it's me. When Blackpool Combat Club is all said and done, we're going to make the Heart Dungeon look like a daycare. They don't know me well enough. 
when I when they show up next week, they better be ready. This is my life. When you step in the ring with me, this ain't a game. We then get an interview with Christian, and this this was hilarious. Uh, it was an earlier in the day interview. Christian, uh, yeah, Christian says Jungle Boy was raised by terrible human beings, and immediately a car comes speeding through the garage, almost like shockingly didn't crash into anything, almost hit Christian and Tony Schiavone. Uh, Jungle Boy gets out of the car, but he is held back by security. Um. And then we move on to uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. This match was wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was actually a really good match. Also, the some people have been saying that it looks a lot like Homelander gear, but like Jamie Hayter's gear looked so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brits was super fun, but like the the blue and Jamie's gear was different, mm-hmm. and it was so pretty. But also, oh Brits jacket had like the like the the shoulder pads for like soldiers, which had the little tassels on them. Oh God! That so was it was fun. Homelander. It was it was Homelander, uh, but it, it was like it was great gear, wonderful. Um, so this match breaks down pretty quickly. Um, actually, it kind of starts broken down. And then it puts itself together a little bit. Um, Britt gets in first against uh, Thunder Rosa. She gets strapped high up on the neck, tags out. Um, Hater then immediately gets drop kicked from the front, and then she's against the ropes. Kind of looks like she's setting up for a 619, but she gets drop kicked in the back. And then she kind of like rolls over and gets drop kicked in the face. It's like ping pong <laughs> in her. Um, we get a slap across the chest of Hater from Rosa. She and Tony then take turns rapid fire assaulting Hater um, using rapid tags. Um, Thunder Rosa then goes for like, it, it's weird. Like she goes for like a snapmare, but Jamie holds back and through very little force of her own, Thunder Rosa eventually gets it. Um, she then kicks Hater across the back. Um, Britt then attacks Thunder Rosa while the referee is distracted with Jamie Hater. And it's so funny because. Brit attacks her, and then Thunder Rosa like kind of gets free, and she's like looking around, like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "You had a feud with this woman. You definitely know why she would have done that. She hates you. She's also dirty. Shocker." Um, Brit ends up getting back in finally. She sends Rosa into the buckles while Hater hits her with some double knees. Um, we then get an Enziguri to Brit. Rosa tries tagging out, but Jamie stops her, gets a stunner for her troubles. Tony ends up getting in, hits a diving crossbody to Hater, takes out Britt, and then Rebel, all ringside, um, hits Hater with another crossbody inside the ring. Um, and then the Rosa. Oh, ooh, those weren't words. Very that, nice. was, uh, that was a shrimp language right there. <laughs> um, so. Thunder Rosa gets in and she and Tony are looking for the double suplex on Hater, but Hater ends up hitting both of them with a suplex of her own. Um, because Jamie Hater is so fucking strong and it's so fucking incredible and I'm in love with her. Anyways. Um, then Tony goes up top and uh, Thunder Rosa has like Brit up on her shoulders and then Rebel gets up and distracts and Brit ends up um, getting free from Thunder Rosa, 
goes up to meet Tony, hits Tony with a with an avalanche arid crash, and then I yawn because I'm tired. Wow. Um, let me fix that. <laughs> um, then we get a lariat from Hader and a stomp from Baker, but it's not enough for the pin. Um, Thunder Rosa is then hit with an arid crash from Britt as well. We get a DDT to Britt, though, from Tony, and a backbreaker to Tony from Jamie Hader, and it's kind of one of those, like, everyone gets a little moving thing or imaging. Um, then we get a double German suplex to um, uh, Jamie and Britt. Tony doles out some heavy attacks to Britt and Hader in opposite corners, but Britt ends up pulling Thunder Rosa in the path of Tony's hips on the last hip attack. Jamie then lariats Tony before hitting her with a roll-up to win the match for her and Miss DMD. Yeah, yeah. Very very fun. I'm glad Jamie got the win. Um, and at Battle of the Belts, she'll be facing uh, Thunder Rosa for the women's title. I imagine it won't be a clean win for, for Thunder. Um, but... Hopefully it's a sick match and it's not another example of sandbagging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know the best point to bring this up because I didn't write it down. So I'll just mention it now. Um, it was announced for Rampage that uh, Mance Warner uh, of mm. GCW fame will be appearing on Rampage to face John Moxley for the AEW uh, AW World Championship, that is awesome. Because they mentioned it had something to do with um, Rick, Flair's, Rick Flair's last match, uh, that that event where uh, GCW kind of invaded some bunkhouse brawl. And yeah. somehow that leads to Mance Warner uh, getting a shot. On Rampage, hopefully it's a whole GCW invasion because we've seen them crossover before with Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho. Maybe we'll see Joey Janela back on AEW, kind of leading a faction in this invasion, which would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, a lot of those GCW originals are, are amazing talents, like Mance Warner, Joey Janela. Uh, I got a, I still got a lot of respect for Nick Gage. I think he's a great talent. Um, yeah. okay. um, Cole Radrick, a lot of those guys are, are are wonderful. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that develops on Friday, especially since that's live. That'll be a live rampage, not a not a taped one. Yeah. Um. So then we get a video package for Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Their their little engagement, their trip to France, and. Uh, eventual wedding that's gonna be great when they do a a, a on-screen wedding and eddie kingston crashes it <laughs> that'll be amazing because eddie cuts off the video package and he says this is a wrestling show <laughs> why don't i get that sammy you're getting married congratulations nobody cares you got a <laughs> you got a receipt coming tony sent me the contract and it it's signed when you're done with France, check your mail, sign the contract. God, <laughs> Eddie's the best. Um, so then we get Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ren Jones. A little enhancement talent match. Yeah, I didn't even take notes on this because it was exactly 
it what it says on the tin. 30 seconds. 32 seconds, maybe. Yeah, I, um... I don't... Uh, basically, it goes any way that you would imagine a match with Hobbs might go at this time in Hobbs' mm-hmm. career. His gear looked amazing. With, like, the velvet black with the shiny gold. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I think I think we found our next guy. Because he came out through the middle, too. Um, yeah, that's fair. He had a new uh, a new walkout, too. God. Hobbs, Hobbs is the man. He is the guy. He's he's the he's the guy to take the title off Roman. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> so, Fuck Drew. <laughs> so after the match, uh, Ricky Starks comes out. He fought, he books it to the ring like fastest the man alive. It. Huh? The camera barely caught it. Yeah, he he was the speed of lightning. He was the flash getting in the ring. And he he brawls with uh, Hobbs, um, but he's laid out pretty quickly. And then after that whole incident happened, Taz says from commentary um, that Team Taz is done. Yeah, oh my god, I'm like kind of upset about it. You know, I'm looking at this thread on Reddit right now, and I'm not upset about it now. Because... Okay. The goal of a faction at the end of the day is to get talent over. And you look at everyone that was in Team Taz aside from Brian Cage. They're all insanely over now. Hook is one of the biggest breakout stars of AEW. Hobbs is set up to be the guy. Ricky Starks is going to be a massive star that could break out into the mainstream. All these guys are huge now thanks to Team Taz. That's true. Um, but also never forget the moment that ruined Brian Cage's career. <laughs> Brian Cage tweeting, where's the Philly street fight at? And Ricky Starks replying, in Philly, you big dumb bitch. <laughs> God. Never seen a man's career tank so fast since then that's fucking funny honestly <laughs> love brian cage i really do but <laughs> he made a mistake tweeting that <laughs> oh that, god oh my god remember his match against hangman um i think it was at all oh, no it was an all-out revolution no it was 2021 it's a double or nothing it was like the pre the the buy-in for something. Um, might have been double or nothing. I don't think it was all out. What's their What's their fourth pay per view? Their fourth pay per view. Yeah, because they got Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out. Don't they have a fourth pay per view? Or do they only have three? I thought they had like quarterly pay per views. What am I missing? Well, they do. There's double or nothing, all out, full gear. Full gear, that's oh. it. Oh. I, I, I was forgetting full gear. 
Um, I think it was I think it was double or nothing that that was a pick that, that was a buy-in for because it was still in Daly's place. Um, all right, so let's see. Um, after that, we had a promo from Miro. He said, "Did you send a visitor? She's been telling me things. How can I tell the difference anymore? In the end, everyone reveals themselves. You know, the Redeemer will too." So, so you talking about Julia? I think yeah, I think Julia is the one telling him things and he's teasing a reveal for for House of Black, although I don't think that'll happen. I think he's going to end up wrecking house with House of Black. He's got to. There's There's no way in my mind that he's in House of Black cuz it just feels too Like, I don't want to say on the nose, per se, but, like, it just doesn't feel right. It, it's what I was talking about with, with factions, their purpose getting Talon over. Miro doesn't need help getting over. Miro is already over the moon. So, yeah. there would... And also, he's not a man to be led. He leads. Um, so, he is not taking orders from, like, Malachi Black. He's he's gonna, you know, swerve us or something and and end up wrecking Malachi. Yeah. Um, and that'll still be a fantastic match, him versus Brody too. Um, then we get a promo from Darby Allen. He mumbles a lot. He said, "The fact you're here because of me eats you alive." Talking about Brody King. Uh, you need everything from me. That's why you build your name off of me. I just want you to know, you asked for this match. This hand is going to be the last thing you see before I shove you in a coffin. And it's a hand that's like coffin dropped Brody King into a coffin. I don't know. I, it was like something coffin drop, Brody King, Darby Allen, some bullshit. It was dumb. Yeah. And then afterwards they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you tattooed that on his hand. Like, as in like, oh my God, that's so crazy that he would do that like live on television. I'm like, it's crazy that he would tattoo like those, that, that like, at- yeah. Why would you put that on your hand permanently, no less? Like, I get it, okay? Tattoos are tattoos, and, like, everyone's got a reason for getting a tattoo, but, like, there are some tattoos that don't have to exist. Yeah, I, I That's thought... That's probably one of them. That's one of the few. Like, there was Brody's, the one Brody King just got, which was, like, Here Lies Darby Allen, which, like, the, that's, you know, that's whatever. But this was miles worse. I feel like that's, like, the equivalent of, like, being, like, Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, a certain somebody in my computer decided that they wanted to have a say in what was going on. I can't say their name because then I will trigger it again. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Siri. Shh. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like that's like the difference between like art and some, you know, crib notes, just so you can like remember how to like pass a fucking math exam or something mm-hmm. yeah um but it's whatever i mean the match is probably going to be a, a ton of fun i'm hoping brody comes out on top give darby his first coffin match loss um so then after that we had christian cage versus matt hardy 
and match the right, old timers. Yeah, and Hardy tackles Cage right off the bat. Cage eventually gets free. He slaps Hardy, um, goes up top, gets sent to the ground. Uh, he's nearly sent through a table, but Cage avoids that, still gets put back in the ring and repeatedly gloved. Um, Hardy is then sent directly into the steps, and it sounds like he conks his like, head. Um, which I don't know if he did or didn't, but he's sent into the steps, then hit with a knee to the face into the steps. Um, post-commercial break, though, he superplexes Cage, hits uh, Cage with a back body drop off the top rope, or not off the top rope, but on, like, the... on the ropes. Um, but it's not enough for the pin. He hits the side effect to Christian. That's not enough either. Hardy then gets Christian on a table, goes for a flying elbow onto Cage, but Cage avoids and sends Hardy down by his lonesome. Um, and then eventually we get back in the ring and we hit a kill switch to win. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, did worry about Matt Hardy a couple times. But fun match overall. So then we had a Daniel Garcia interview, which was completely pointless at the end of the day. He didn't even show up in the match at all. Um, he said, you say it was a big win. It was the biggest win in AW history, period. I submitted the American Dragon. I am the Dragon Slayer, the greatest sports entertainer of all time. Come back from injury. I have your number. I will slay the dragon again. Um, then we had a promo from Ethan Page. He said, I came out here to ask a question. Why? Why? Why the hell is Ethan Page not on TV every single week? Why? I'm feeling it, guys. Ethan Page deserves better. Why would you guys cheer? Because they, they cheer when he says he deserves better. When Ethan Page's shirt goes on sale, you guys aren't waiting in line. You nitwits are first in line for an Orange Cassidy thumbs up, a CM Punk shirt, or to hear whatever bullshit Eddie is spewing. Every week, Ethan Page isn't on TV. That's more money these morons leave on the table. And uh, uh, Stokely Hathaway's been in the ring the whole time as he's, as he's you know, delivering this. And um, he whispers something in Ethan's ear, and he hands his card to Ethan. And Ethan accepts it um, to become an eventual baddie, along with Lee yeah. Moriarty. Uh, but a very, <laughs> very interesting detail. Stokely Hathaway tweeted a uh, a picture it's like a, a you know um a picture of lee moriarty a picture of ethan page and then the other half of the picture is all black oh kind of sh like hinting that there will be two more people um now i feel like that has to be a tag team that he brings in because you got ethan who's a main event guy lee who's a mid-card guy and then a tag team who do you think could be that tag team ftr imagine <laughs> my mind went to private party but aren't oh, aren't maybe. they part of the af is the afo still a thing no, I don't think so. Okay. Because so, now they're the... Um, Faction and Gobernable. Yeah. Um, but are Private Party a part of that? I don't think so. Okay. So maybe Private Party. I could see them as part of that. 
Um, my mind also went to the acclaimed, but they need they need zero help from a faction yeah. to get over. Um, so that wouldn't do them any good. Private Party's kind of the only one that, that sticks out. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. It'll be very interesting. Four men, four women that Stokely is, is managing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Big faction. You know what? The more factions, the better. Um, all right. Factions are good. I mean, that's how you fucking get airtime. Yeah, and that's how you showcase more and more talent. Yeah. All right. So after that, we had an interview with uh, Anna J in 2.0. Uh, Matt Menard says, You want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? One week from tonight, Jericho is going to become two-time champion. Um, Angelo says, It's time you and the AW Galaxy appreciates us. And then, Anna J, Anna J-A-S, according to her, says, I am the sexiest and I am the toughest, and I proved it when I choked out Ruby, and then she does it again, I'm going to choke you out, I'm going to choke you out, and like walks away in a fit. Starts choking out somebody. Um, who who is she? Was she choking out any anyone with a name? No, it was just like a PA camera oh, guy okay. kind of deal. Okay, um, but yeah. So I'm still I don't know. I feel like this is the best chance for Anna J to get over. Um, as opposed to her being in Dark Order, but. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, after that, we had the Acclaimed versus the Ass Boys in a dumpster match. Yes, we do. Um, so they first attack Billy. Um, and then the other gun boys, um, prior to <laughs> conducting their walkout, which I thought was funny. Um, they want to suplex... So... Colton and Austin go to suplex Bowens into some trash cans, but Bowens ends up reversing it. Um, then Bowens is nearly sent into a trash can, or one of the trash... The, one of the dumpsters. Um, but he... Manages to, he is actually, wait, no, let me try to retract that. He is nearly sent into it, then ends up inside of it, um, as do both of the acclaimed, but the gun club can't shut the lid because the acclaimed boys stick their hands up real quick, um, stopping the lids. Then Max Caster reappears with a baking sheet to the face of Colton. Bowens is then dumped into a few trash cans, the ones that he was originally going to be suplexed into before reversing it. Um, then Max Caster is up the ramp. He suplexed into some metal grates by the stage, um, by Colton until Bones appears and gets hit with a twisting neckbreaker by Colton. Colton then puts Bones on a table and Austin looks like he's going to fly into him from on top of the tunnel. But I don't think Austin was super confident in that, first of all. <laughs> um, 
and I, I couldn't tell if it was just like him fucking around or if like he actually really was like kind of like oh god um but and what ends up happening is bones gets free he cracks colton with a trash can um he then max caster shows up behind austin gun he throws austin into the dumpster hits the mic drop onto a table bound colton and then they toss both the men into the dumpster they shut the lid and they win yeah very very fun match this was a blast um I I I'm glad Billy Gunn decided to stick with uh Holton and Austin cuz they're going to need help, you know, kind of finding themselves. Um whereas the acclaimed you know, they didn't need a manager, they didn't need Billy Gunn. So wondering where this goes from here, where where the acclaimed's headed whether it's for tag gold maybe for those Ring of Honor tag belts. That could be pretty interesting. Um, who who has the? Oh, they might go for the the AEW tag belts. Actually, what are what are the rankings like right now? Um. Oh yeah, they're number four in the rankings. So, and I don't think that's including today's episode. So. We could be seeing them against Swerve in our glory very soon. Um, but right after that, we had We Are Yuta versus Chris Jericho. This was a hell of a fucking match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so first, Yuta flicks Jericho's broken nose, gets into the ground and pound. Jericho ends up rolling from the ring to take a breath, only to get kicked in the tush by Yuta. Then Matt Menard and Angelo get kicked out, and Claudio sees to it that they go up the ramp and they vanish, um, thus making it so Claudio vanishes. Jericho then sees that Yuta is up top. He wiggles the rope, sending Yuta balls first into the ropes. Um, however, we get a Manhattan drop and an Enziguri to Jericho. Um, Yuta goes for the flying crossbody, gets fired up, only to get hit with um oh only to get hit with like they kind of go for like a power slam at the same time and they collide um however yuda doesn't take long to get back up on his feet he hits german suplexes over and over to jericho um but jericho gets the walls of jericho locked in yuda ends up reaching the ropes um and then jericho and aubrey go head to head for a little while because aubrey's like hey stop being a dick and Jericho's like, oh my god, how could you say that to me? <laughs> um, Jericho then gets sent over the ropes to ringside. We get a Tope Suicida, and then a second Tope Suicida, and then a third Tope Suicida. Um, back in the ring, Yuta's going for like a flying summon earlier. It's not really clear. Um, but Because he didn't commit to it, really. Um, but gets hit with a code breaker. Um, Jericho tries out some hammer and anvil elbows of his own to Yuta, but Yuta ends up grabbing Jericho's broken nose. Hits him in the um, hits him with the drop toe hold, and then puts him into the S script that he has to kind of readjust a couple times. Um, Jericho then in that tangle goes for his baseball bat, and when Aubrey notices and is like, "Hey, you can't use this. This is a wrestling match, not a softball game." Um, he hits Yuta with a low blow, and then he puts Yuta into the very deep walls of Jericho to win. Yeah, 
not shocking, um, but could have seen a timeline where Yuta wins. Um, but still, very fun match, and I'm very much looking forward to Mox versus Jericho next week. That's going to be a blast. Um, looks like next week is going to be a, a very, very fun show where we could see some big stuff happening. Spe I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, it's a special episode after all, so maybe uh, a little return. Return from Kenny. Maybe a debut. It is Quake by the Lake, and you know who's had some swamp stuff? Bray Wyatt. Uh, Adam Share. Alexa Bliss, too. I, you know what? She said she was in limbo right now, so. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe we will see Bray Wyatt. I honestly kind of, I don't want to see Bray Wyatt in AEW, actually. I don't think there's a place for him. I don't really know where in wrestling there's a place for Bray Wyatt, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Impact. Yeah. Send him to New Japan. <laughs> Because he won't hate that in the slightest. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next week. We'll just have to tune in to find out. But first, we got a rampage, which will be, uh, will be a blast with all the shit that's announced for it. Um, mm -hmm. But you, you want to talk about some best of the night? Yeah, let's talk about some best of the night. All right, so let's talk about a promo of the night. There are a lot of promos tonight, so a lot to go through. We got the Undisputed Elite reunion, which was great. Featured my my favorite line so far in a one of my favorite lines in AEW of just if I'm not medically cleared, Kyle isn't clear, and you don't want to choose Bobby. So fucked up. So fucked up. Saw a tweet that was like. Bobby Bobby Fish loves being in Columbus, Ohio, because it reminds him of an of his old sailing buddy. Why does everyone so mean? The Mox's promo was fantastic too, but not really. Uh, you know, nothing. No, no change in story or anything. No new beats. Um, Ethan Page's promo was interesting. I'd probably give it to Undisputed Elite. You know, I have to agree, because that gave me everything that I've been waiting for. It's been some good payoff. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. You got these three choices, you ready? Yes. We Are Yuta, Tony Storm, or Jamie Hayter? What? What's that face for? I'd say Wheeler Yuta. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was gonna say Jamie, but I see you don't want to pick a woman. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck women. <laughs> um. All right. So, Wheeler Yuta's our wrestler of the night. Let's talk about match of the night. Da -da -da, where's my fucking spreadsheet? There we go. Alright, um, you know, it was hard for me to differentiate 
Because there's three choices I got for match of the night right now. Okay. Um, Britt and Jamie versus Thunderstorm. Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Or um, the Ass Boys versus the Acclaimed. I'm leaning more towards Britt and Jamie versus Thunderstorm. I would give you that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what I'd go with. Okay. Cool. So, those are our best of the night. Um, are we doing a weekend show? There's not much going on. We got Battle of the Belts. Battle of the Belts is something. It is something. Um, I don't think Emergence is this weekend. Emergence is next Friday. Um, let me double check to see if there's anything going on this weekend, but I don't think there is, aside from Battle of the Belts. Um, let's see. Today is 3rd, 4th, 5th. So 6th and 7th is the weekend. Um, and I got the G1. Rev Pro, DPW, another G1. Um, yeah, just Battle of the Belts. So, I mean, we could do a recap of that. Yeah, we could. We haven't done a recap in a while, so I figure. Or not a recap, but a Sunday show in a while, so. Well, do you just want to do, like, a live watch-along on Saturday? Uh, will we be able to, is the question. We should be back in time. Where are we, where are we going on Saturday? We have plans. Am I blanking just... out? You are. Oh. Okay, I guess I am. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Battle of the Belts live watch long if we can't make it in time then we'll do a recap of it for sure yeah for sure this time there's no there's no tune into twitter to find out if we do it or not no we will definitely be doing a recap of battle of the belts right at the very least there will, um if we're not doing a, a recap we'll be doing a live watch along so tune in for that liz would you like to close out the show if you tune in tonight, thank you so much. If you tune in the future, thank you so much. I love you. Tune in tomorrow for our Impact show, where we talk about Impact and how impactful it was on our impacted days. Probably won't be very impactful. What, what, what do we have? What do we have lined up for Impact right now? Let's I see. I literally could not tell you if you paid me. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We got Derby City Street Fight between PCO and Doc Gallows. We got uh, Deanna Perrazzo versus Rosemary. That fucking guy? Huh? I said we still have to see that fucking guy? Yeah, we do. We got Motor City Machine Guns versus Diener and Joe Doring. Uh, Raj Singh versus Sammy Callahan. Uh, Gis Giselle Shaw versus Masha Slamovich. And Brian Myers versus Black Taurus for the Digital Media Championship. So, looks like, uh, the, the street fight sounds fun. 
everything else sounds pretty uneventful. Alright. So yeah. Tune in on Thursday for um tune in tomorrow night for our impact recap. And then Saturday will be our recap of Battle of the Belts. So tune in then. Um thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Uh all of our stuff, Twitch, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter is all Pinfall Podcast. Um I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all on, uh, tomorrow night for Impact Wrestling. And then once again on Saturday for Battle of the Belts. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.